It's tough All being right. a Hollywood podcast superstar. Welcome to Voluntary Input. We're back for another week of fun information and shenanigans like we always do on Leo. That's Adam. What's up, man? Not much, man. How's it going? Good, good. So you were planting trees, huh? Planting trees. Yep. <laughs> Doing I, your... uh, I got a raspberry bush and an apple tree now. Doing your part for the environment. That's yep. good, man. That's good, yep. man. I planted three trees. We planted three trees along our backyard, but that was a few years ago. It's brutal. It can be brutal. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, we planted um, maple trees, so they came uh, with the big ball, and you got to plant it just right. And we were trying to get the ones that um, have accelerated growth because, you know, it uh, takes years for trees to get big, and I want trees, so... But you're in like an established neighborhood. We're in a subdivision. That's the one thing I hate about subdivisions is there's no trees. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> I love living here, but man, I want some trees, bro. I want oh, some man. trees. I've got some huge trees in my backyard. Like you, like, like you said, my house has been around for 100 years. But so like, man, there, there's, if you get on my Instagram, there was a video I took last about actually this time last year a huge storm rolled through and there's just this monstrous tree in my backyard mm -hmm. and i'm like there's tornado sirens going off and stuff in the background and it's raining really hard and there's wind and you can see that the wind hit this tree man and like it it made it go almost like what a 45 degree angle oh, like man. it was close man it was like hanging sideways and it's a tall like i said i've got some tall trees on my property and it was I was scared it was going to like fall over at but, first. Man, the fact that it, it survived, that means it's alive and thriving then. Because oh, yeah. usually it's oh, those, uh, those dead old trees that crack or fall over. Yeah. yeah. I live in like, so I live in a very, very populated area, but it's like a, it's like a little nature preserve, man. Like there's deer that constantly come in my backyard and eat up all my vegetables. And then there's a hawk. It'll fly up on one of my tallest trees <laughs> and it'll sit up there and look down for squirrels. Nice. Like it's, it's a big, it's a big bird, you know, it's, it's huge. And he'll sit there and he'll look for squirrels. And I've seen a snake out back. What else have I seen? Oh, all kinds of stuff. I had squirrels living in my, my roof until I called Terminex and they built little doors so the squirrels could go out, but then they couldn't come back in. Right. Man, we have those too. We have uh, deer, hawks. We have we we still have an issue with coyotes. Yeah, everywhere. But anyway, let's go ahead and get started. But before we jump into what we're going to talk about this week, I want to do some corrections from last week from some stuff we talked about. Uh, uh, we'll start with the the mortgage thing we were talking about because you had brought up the fact about uh, how people had this pre-hate for hedge funds and i was telling you you should watch this movie the big short because what happened was with the um the housing bubble that burst it was like 2007 2006 or whatever to 2000 whatever but this movie the big short came out like 
I think 2015, but it was talking about it. But I was trying to explain about like um, those variable, I think I called them flex mortgages and it, it dawned on me what they were really called. They were called adjustable rate mortgages and you can still get them actually arms or flexible rate mortgages. But um, I just wanted to correct that because I was trying to remember what it was and I couldn't remember. But <laughs> but basically the way that works is, and I, you know, I still stay away from it. I would never do it, but like you could get a, a mortgage on an arm and the way the banks base that is they base it on how much does it cost for them to issue you the loan? Because people got to remember when a bank gives you a, a loan, they're actually often borrowing the money from someone else. So they have to decide, well, how can we make money off of bar, uh, loaning you the money that we borrowed? So they started issuing these adjustable rate mortgages. And then on top of that, they were doing all these subprime uh, loans and they just kept doing it and doing it and doing it. Now where the hedges came in was some of the guys that work for some of these hedge funds, hedge funds, they started noticing, man, this isn't going to last for too long, <laughs> but instead of, you know, sounding the alarm or, you know, they did, some of them did. And in that movie, they were showing these guys, they were trying to tell their hedge fund managers, you know, this isn't going to work. We need to tell people they need to stop. But the managers, instead of saying, yeah, let's do that. They were like, let's make money off of it. And that's how they started selling these shorts on mortgages. So that, that was just one thing I wanted to correct. You know, I just wanted to clarify what I was trying to talk about with those adjustable rate mortgages and how it all tied into the housing bubble. And man, it was a mess. I'll, I'll never forget that time either. Cause like I said, we were building our first house at that time and we were like, Nope, we don't want to mess with nothing funny. <laughs> just give us, just uh, give us whatever the rate is and we'll go from there. So See, I never, I uh, never had on. the I chance. My, like, I lost my, I lost my sound. Hold on. All right, I'm back. I'm back. I was, yeah, I, I, I was just hear. saying. <laughs> what's that? I couldn't hear for a second there. Oh. Go ahead. <laughs> I was, I was just saying, I never had the chance to do anything like that because my generation's basically just been screwed on like money, like right out, right out the gate, like at, right after me graduating high school and going into college and all that. We've just been absolutely screwed so i never even had the chance i'm sure if i went to a bank then they probably would have laughed at me still even with the adjustable rate mortgage <laughs> no like, uh, they probably wouldn't and that was part of the problem they were giving loans to anybody it didn't matter they were like oh yeah you qualify <laughs> you qualify you could yeah. you, you could barely make any money and they would say oh yeah we'll get you in and it was <sighs> oh it was terrible it was because then it did finally collapse <laughs> for the love of money and another a couple other things i wanted to correct real real quick too because i often forget that a lot of people um just listen to the podcast version of this only and we were talking about something that apple canceled and people were like what are you talking about what was it it was the home pod i didn't come out and say home pod <laughs> so i forgot to yeah, it was the the big home pod got oh, got killed and uh, yeah, and then we were talking about that Atari thing. So, mm -hmm. all right, that all out of the way. I think that was I think that was the the, the most of uh, of my uh, indiscretions. <laughs> 
So we'll go ahead and jump on into some uh, some of the weird goings on. This one right here, the crypto. <laughs> I knew this was eventually going to happen. So Nvidia started trying to make it so people can't use their um, their video cards for crypto mining. But of course, it was only a matter of a matter of time that people would figure it out. The uh, yeah. the RTX thirty sixties. So basically, all they did was put in an algorithm that said the only way, you know, every time you set one up, it has to be plugged into one monitor, and only one monitor would work. So, and and in one PCIe slot. So basically, long story short, the way people, <laughs> the way these guys, this one guy figured it out was actually, if you have a motherboard that has more than one slot, you can buy this dummy cable that makes the video card think a monitor's plugged in. And so it'll work. <laughs> and it's, it retails for $5.99 on Amazon. <laughs> I cracked up because, you know, they put a lot of work into this. Yeah. So this guy was like, you know, if you think about it, anybody could do this and eventually start putting them on racks again. But they try. Good effort, NVIDIA. Good effort. But I, I'm, I'm still confused about how the mining works, though. Like, is it is it just one? I, it's got to be more than one of these video cards running. Right. <laughs> To, if, to mine a coin, I would think. If you want to be a successful miner, remember that time. Remember on the show when I showed you that uh, that Chinese mining factory. Yeah. You have to have a bunch of these going if you want to really mine successfully. If you have one uh, GPU running, yeah, okay, that's good and all. You might eventually mine one coin after a couple months or whatever. But if you want to make the real money, you better have a bunch of them running. So, so you're just, good. You're, you're just, you're just increasing your chances with more of them. Exactly. So they're not, they're not all working together. You're just increasing your chances of. Yep. Pull, okay. You're just running a bunch of them all at once, trying to mine to the bottom or mine to the coin. <clears throat> So, in consideration of environmental impacts and blah, 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 NVIDIA said, well, we'll start blocking people from trying to make racks and racks and racks of our video cards. And so, they made it so that uh, they basically programmed the, um, the graphics card, the GPU, to say, well, the only way I'll even work is I have to be plugged into one slot with one monitor plugged in. Mm-hmm. So this guy, his name is in here. I can't remember who he was. He quickly figured out, well, all you got to do is put it in a slot and then plug this dongle in that makes it think there's a monitor and it'll start running. (laughs) (laughs) And he did it. And it's funny because right here in this article, he purposely did it with a a subpar system. And... That's a that's a pretty easy workaround. Well, because I think Nvidia thought nobody would think about that. <laughs> <laughs> and and they're and I think they're right because 
for the most part, people who were ser- who seriously mind, that's all they would do. They would they would take them, set it up, go to the next one, and keep going and going and going. Yeah. So they wouldn't stop and think, well, I got to have a monitor hooked up to it. Or else buy a monitor to hook. Is it just the cable, or do they actually have to no, it's hook just, the monitor? It's just this cable that tricks the graphics card into believing there's a monitor. There's a monitor. Wow. <laughs> Even better. Yeah. Even better. And again, five ninety nine on Amazon, and it easily tricks NVIDIA's driver into thinking that a display is effectively present when it really, in reality, it isn't. (laughs) It just goes to show you that once again, sometimes the internet wins. The best laid plans, there's always that person out there going, oh, I I bet I could. (laughs) I bet I could. (laughs) There's always a way, man. I'm telling you, there always is a way. Always. Always a way. But that one just cracked me up. There's a lot of funny stuff that happened this week. But in some more serious news, um, you know, people are still talking about uh, how Google and Apple, how they pay people. They're dead, you know, people that develop apps. And this is part of what uh, the CEO of Epic has always talked about, this app store policy. So... Uh, A group did all the calculations and they figured, you know, Google and Apple really, they give, you know, pretty much all the people who develop apps about 5% of their revenue, even though they're making a lot of money. So Google basically changed their policy to match what Apple's policy is as far as developing apps go. So basically, if you make an app and you put it in the App Store or the Google Play Store, they will charge you 15% of the first $1 million in digital sales, right? Mm-hmm. But once you go past a $1 million, they'll start charging you 30%. Jeez. So, on the one hand, you could say, well, you're making a lot of money though, right? If you're generating a million dollars plus, 30% should be a drop in the bucket, right? Maybe. But I don't know. The way I look at it, why would you want to make more money then? Yeah, you want to keep it below a million, (laughs) I would think. Because actually, well, I I guess it depends how much you'd actually be making then, right? Because, like... So if you make over 1 million, they automatically take 30% of your sales. So like if you make, so I mean, if you make another million on top of that, is it always 30% or if you make? It's 30%. Hmm. So that's what Epic's fight has always been about with Fortnite. Cause you know, Fortnite, they don't make money off of their app sale because let's remind everybody, Fortnite is free. They make all their money from the skins and all that stuff the kids buy. So that's why they wanted to have their own, like, uh, their own separate payment system. Because if all those sales happen outside of the Play Store or outside of the uh, Apple App Store, they don't count towards that 
15 or 30%. Now, on the flip side of that, I can see Google and Apple's claims like, well, your app is in our store and you're making $150 million a day. <laughs> uh, how do we get our cut? You know, we're hosting it. Ah, I don't know. Still seems like a lot. It oh. is a lot. Yeah, there, that's his name. Tim Sweeney from Epic. <clears throat> so, I, I really, I honestly don't know what the answer is here. Except, maybe they should let developers like Epic have these sub stores, if you will, and just charge a percentage per sale. Instead of just saying, I don't know. <laughs> I, well, so we, here, what's going to happen when people start taking the Microsoft route and bypassing the App Store completely? Because it seems can. to me that's, what's that? But you can't. You can't put an app on an iPhone unless it's in the App Store. Well, that's what I'm saying. It, so well, okay, for games, the what I'm I'm thinking from a, a perspective of games because what they'll do is, as they'll do what Microsoft is doing, where they stream stream the games. I don't know. I guess Epic would have a way to do that, but have the game run on a browser rather than have an app for it, where they can then charge, you know, money through the browser, trick the phone into thinking that it's an actual app when in reality it runs through like a chrome browser edge browser oh i see yeah. safari browser yeah and look how much money they make 57.76 billion dollars in services <laughs> revenue and google is like 21.7 billion that's crazy oh man <laughs> <laughs> big chips so I, I, I don't know. I, I guess I'd have to say, I don't know what the answer to that is, but they both kind of, you know, Google and Apple are both pretty much doing the same thing. So it's 15% up until you make a million dollars and anything after that, they want their 30. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is to this, man. I, like, do you keep it a flat rate? Because you're almost like if it's with it being 30%, once you reach a million in app sales, it almost discourages you from doing that. Right, exactly. So then maybe you should just make a bunch of subpar apps that only make $999,000. <laughs> All right, no more updates available for the app because we're yeah. about to start making too much money. Yeah, Only so many user accounts can be created. Well, I guess that doesn't matter. They would just be downloads. But that that's crazy. Because that's the rub. Apple and Google are making so much money off of it, but they're only giving devs 5%. Less mm -hmm. than 5% of the money they're actually making off of these apps. Man, I don't know. That, that's going to go into the I don't know pile. I'd have to think on that one some more. I don't know what the right answer is. I don't, I don't know if anyone knows. No, I mean, yeah. 
But it does it does seem like a lot to me. Thirty percent. That's man. Now, I mean you're 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 approaching half of their sales. Now you remember it was thirty percent, period. So they made this adjustment to where it was yeah. like, okay, we'll only do fifteen percent until you make a million dollars. So once you hit that million, then we'll start one thirty percent. So, so technically, they're doing everybody a favor now. I guess is the way you can look at it. I don't know. Yeah, uh, <laughs> all that money, all that money. Anyway, <laughs> and speaking of Apple, I kind of had a feeling this was going to start happening. Now, basically. This headline says exactly what it is. You know, they they find Apple $2 million for not including chargers in the new iPhone 12. And they basically says because Apple has, you know, they are misleading customers and, mm-hmm. and they don't give them any choice. If you want the iPhone, okay, you go buy a new iPhone, but you're not getting a charger. Now, a lot of people will look at this and say, well, what's the big deal? And I'll tell people what the big deal is because this just recently happened to me for the com- you know, with the company that I work for. We decided because of a situation that was going on uh, regarding COVID and all, we were going to buy three new iPhones to issue to a group of people. Kind of forgot about this. Got the new phones, got them all set up. And then it was like, oh crap, we don't have chargers for these phones. <laughs> so now we had to scramble and buy new chargers for three new phones so people who have been buying iphones for years they're like well what's the big deal yeah i got a charger i got a charger well okay but you gotta also think about what happens when that charger dies because it in it inevitably will die nothing lasts forever they get hot yeah those things yeah those things get hot and everybody knows the how I think they've gotten better though, how the cables the Apple remember the Apple cables used to fray over time. Yeah. <laughs> they would just yeah. start splitting apart. But I think they've gotten better at that. But long story short, if if you weren't an Apple iPhone owner before, let's say you always bought Android and you were like, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and jump on the Apple train and you go get you a new twelve. There's the charger. There's no charger. And there's this stupid, I don't understand what Apple was thinking with this USB-C to lightning cable. What are they, what are people supposed to do with that? Because there's no iPhone charger that is USB-C. Yeah, they, they are. Mine, mine is. Is it? Yeah. Mine's a USB-C to to lightning, but I, so I got the, I think my phone was the first to use it though. I got the 11. Wait, no, I'm talking about the actual brick. Your brick is USB-C. Yeah. Oh, you got to prove this. <laughs> so this, so this is getting ready to lead me into something else. So <laughs> I just bought one of these wireless charging things uh-huh. for my, my phone so I can sit here and wireless, wirelessly charge it on my desk, and it was an Apple one. Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't, they didn't send the brick with it either. But here's, here's, here's the brick. And that's official. Oh, okay. And that's from yeah. Apple. Yep. 
Okay, because that looks like a Pixel charger. Because Google's been giving those Pixel chargers like that with everything forever. Okay. You get a, a fresh look at it there. But yeah. But I, I had to buy for for the wireless charging thing. I had to buy this separately. It didn't come with it. I had to buy it separately. So, <laughs> and but well, here here's what takes me back with this though, because when Apple first did this, they said, "Well, there's enough of our chargers out in the world that we don't feel we should be making more." Mm-hmm. So they were really talking to existing iPhone users who have. Let me see. Oh, I know I have one laying around here somewhere because I have that. I do have that iPhone, but the the regular little Apple Square, that's just basically yeah. was that USB 2.0. That's what the average Apple iPhone or whatever owner has. Yeah, there's they, three of them. I mean, there's three of them in this house. They're not mine, but I I know exactly what you're talking about. So most people don't even have that one that you have. So now they got to go out and buy it. What? Well, it's f- not cheap. What's well, Apple? Nothing from Apple. Twenty twenty dollars just for the little brick. Oh my goodness. So so yeah, Brazil said, uh, no. Absolutely not. <laughs> now, granted, what is it, two million dollars? That's what that's like two cents to Apple considering all the money they have. Yeah. They yeah. should just fork it over. I'm sure they will. They're like, okay, whatever. Here's your little Yeah, whatever. Here's, here's your, your little change. <laughs> here's your pennies. Four dollars. It's a drop in the bucket to Apple, but still, I mean, the point of the matter is, I mean, I, okay. On the one hand, I get what they're saying. I can, I can get with Apple in that. Yeah, we should stop making so much of this stuff that just ends up getting thrown away anyway. But I know people who were telling me that, yeah, I got that cable that came with my new twelve. I can't use it. I threw it away. So <laughs> you're doing what for the environment now? <laughs> yeah. Funny, funny, funny. Now this headline is, uh, it's labeled Florida teenager to spend three years in prison after hacking Apple's Twitter. But if you remember this, this was bigger than Apple. This was about, this is that kid that hacked, what was it? Obama. Oh man, yeah. Biden and all these other people, and it was that Bitcoin thing, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I'm, I've decided. I don't want to put his name up here. Well, I think it's too late. Whatever. I'm not gonna say his name though. <laughs> what was the little thing? It was something about I've decided to. Oh, we're giving back to our community. We support Bitcoin, and we believe you should too. All Bitcoin sent to our address below will be sent back to you doubled. Only." going for the next 30 minutes and i'll never forget seeing this tweet from people that i follow i'm like what and i'm like no i'm not gonna do that but anyway but he made like a, this says a hundred thousand i heard it was like a hundred and seventy five thousand dollars worth of bitcoin so so now it's probably now it would probably be worth what five hundred thousand dollars well yeah exactly but yeah but he got three years and it's not prison. He got three. It's actually juvenile court because he was 17 at the time. Now he's 18, but whatever. So what's up with the money? Does he still That's keep the money? I was wondering and nobody talks about that. Yeah. Suppose, supposedly, I mean, unless they made some agreement that said, you're not going to go to jail if you give up all the money that's in the, your Bitcoin. 
that's your restitution. Yeah, who knows? I think the side story to this is, though, once he gets out of juvie or whatever, he, he'll have a job. <laughs> oh, yeah. He yeah. should, anyway. He should have a security job somewhere telling people about how stupid they are with, uh, because that whole thing about how he got into Twitter, Twitter should be ashamed of themselves. <laughs> a little two-factor authentication. I didn't get the code. Did you get it? Yeah, I got it. What What did you get? Oh, it was 1479. Okay, I'll try that. Dude, <laughs> seriously? <laughs> That's rudimentary. Was that the one where the, the password was in like a Slack channel or something? Exactly. Oh, yeah. Okay. And all yeah. he did was called IT and was like, I didn't get the passcode, the, the uh, two-factor authentication code, or the one I got wasn't working. What did you get? And they were like, oh, well, I got two, four, five, seven, you know, some four digit number or whatever. And he's like, oh, okay, let me try that. All right, I'm in. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, that's terrible, terrible, but whatever. You know, I think, you, yeah, people, we get too relaxed. You just assume somebody's on the up and up. Yeah. So I shouldn't be too harsh. <laughs> there, there's, there's times where it's like, just give me the password, man. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll call you know, I'll call a place for a set of my credentials because I work with VPNs all day long. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, you know that you're talking to me. I've given you the last four of my social security number. What else do I need to give you here? Just give me the password <laughs> or just reset. Not even that. Just reset my password. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess, you know, I guess if you get too lax, stuff like this happens. Yeah. So. And dude made one hundred and seventy five thousand dollars. I'll tell you what, though, speaking of that, can we get away from CAPTCHAs, please? I thought CAPTCHAs were dead. Why do we still do CAPTCHA? And somebody had tweeted the other day, and it was pretty funny. This girl was like, because you know how it says, I'm not a robot? <laughs> and she was like, why are you saying I'm not a robot when you are a robot, computer? <laughs> why do I have to check that I'm not a robot to tell a robot that I'm not a robot? I hate the ones where you have to click all the crosswalks and the, oh, uh, gosh. it's awful, man. It's awful. Disgusting. Else, and you have to do it like 10 times. It's like, dude, just let me log in, man. I thought that's my what, password. Yeah. I thought that's what two, fa uh, two factor was supposed to eliminate because capture is stupid. I hate it. It's the devil. It's got to go away. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. I'll stop. Now, We'll move to some games. Jade Raymond. You know who this is, right? Jade uh, Raymond is a boss. And if you don't know her, Adam, I think you're fired. <laughs> it's, I, I think that I remember hearing about her before. So she's the leader of, or she was the leader of Stadia. Well, she's been in electronic arts, Ubisoft. I mean, she's, like I said, she's a boss, but you know, um, yeah, and she was at Stadia. Then when they closed the studios down, you know, that was the big thing. Oh, they lost Jade. Yeah, they did. Okay, whatever. But what's kind of funny to me about this is remember um, two weeks ago or even last week, uh, Sony has been closing uh, studios left and right. Mm-hmm. 
So now they're opening a new one because she's there? Or they're taking people from the other studios and merging it into one or something. I guess. I don't know. I mean, I hope the best for her because, like I said, she she is she's she's good but uh it's, it's just weird to me that we keep getting all this news about well you know sony closed studios here there blah 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 and then now they're opening a new one with her at the helm hmm. interesting <laughs> uh yeah i threw that one in there i just thought that was interesting um i don't know because I, and it's, and it's all about these, again, these exclusive titles. And I've, I've still, you know, again, you know, I'm not a professional gamer. I don't, I don't even game as much as most people, but when these gamers start talking about, you got to have exclusive titles, I, I still don't, uh. I'm still not on board with that. <laughs> I don't think you have to have exclusive titles to be an ex- uh, a successful platform. Well, I think it, the old way was that. I don't know. I mean, I I, I feel the same way, but I, I still feel that the old way, that was the old way. If right. you wanted people on your platform, but now platforms are coming, they're, they're being spread across devices now. Everything's got a cross. It's, cr- it's about cross platforms now. That's what I'm saying. I wish more people would think that way. You yeah. Know, because it's really, if you're being exclusive, you're holding back. You're holding. You're holding back. You know, you're holding back games in general if you're keeping it on one platform because you're not exposing it to as many people as possible. Right. You know, I. I, I just I don't know. I, I don't understand it either. I just think that people, a lot of people, are all about this war where they're like. My platform's better than your platform. And a platform wars. <laughs> yeah, platform wars. I mean, and again, I welcome anyone to explain to me why that's so important. For me, it's all about you got a lot of games and you got a lot of good games. Dude, I don't care if you're Xbox, PlayStation, Stadia, Luna, whoever. If you got a lot of good games and they run good and they look good, what's the what, what's so important about exclusives? Oh, you can only play this on Xbox. Well, whoop de doo. <laughs> so whoop de doo. Just just somebody can say, "Yes, I've got the I've got the PlayStation 5 and it's the best." I don't know. Because you can't play this on your system. That's yeah, why maybe mine is like better that. because you yeah. can only play this here. Man, that's old school. Like you said, that's old school thinking. And it's dumb. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. As, it won't be it won't be around forever. I can guarantee it. It's not gonna The cloud gonna, is killing it. <laughs> the cloud will be the death of it. Yeah. It will be the death of it. And again, especially since now more and more everybody I hear more people talk about it's got to be cross-platform, you know. I got to be able to fire up my Xbox and my friend across the, you know, two states away. He's got a PlayStation. We want to play Fall Guys together. 
we got to be able to play together. I don't care what he's playing on. We just got to be able to play together. Yep. There's nothing exclusive about that. All I'm saying is, is wait for the inevitable day where Sony moves their streaming service over to Microsoft's cloud <laughs> Azure servers. It's gonna happen. It's coming, bro. <laughs> it's coming, man. Then all these, then all these people that are that are like, oh, I've got the PlayStation Five, can say, yep, yeah, well, don't matter. I uh, my PlayStation <laughs> service now lives on Microsoft's Azure servers, and it really won't matter, will it? Because look, this is what's really going to be important to you is. You bought a bunch of AAA titles at 60, 70 bucks a piece. They moved all their services over to Azure. They better take all them AAA titles with them, right? They better. Because <laughs> you spent a lot of money. Doesn't matter if, there's a, if they're exclusives anymore. They just, you just need to be able to play them. And you better be able to take up where you left off, right? <laughs> so... You would think so, but Sony's having a hard time with that right now. They gotta they better so, they, they better catch up. I I don't know if you saw this in the news, but so this has become a big deal with that Avengers game that's on Xbox that's on the Xbox and on PlayStation. Well, basically, if you own that game for PS4 or Xbox One, for free they'll allow you to upgrade it to the new Xbox or the PlayStation. The problem is so with the Xbox, it's simple. You update the game, your saves all transfer over to the Xbox because of a because of a feature that Microsoft built in called Smart Delivery. Don't have mm -hmm. to do any extra legwork. You just update. You you put the game in your Xbox Series X, start the game, it updates it. All your saves are there. But with the Sony version, it's turned into a big deal where you have to on the PlayStation Five, you have to install the PS4 version of the game, oh go into the game transfer apparently there's an option in the menu to transfer the saves over in the game after you've installed the ps4 version of the game you have to click a button that says you want to transfer your save to ps5 then you have to download the ps5 version of the game and delete the ps4 version of the game to be able to do it and trust that it's going to work because you're deleting that ps4 version and who says those transfers are going to work after you delete it exactly yeah so there's <laughs> yeah so there's there's like a whole bunch of people uh, on the internet going nuts right now about this because they're like well i don't know people people are mad because they thought that they were going to be able to just update to the new version and they update it and their save isn't there and then they figure out they have to go through all these extra steps to do it mm, mm, mm. and then microsoft's like see we told you our stuff just works mm, it's mm. seamless i don't why? Why? I, never mind. I don't like. I'm not even gonna try to figure it out. Why would that be so hard? Why would they make it that hard? I so like we talked about this last week. I think that there's a lot of features in the PlayStation Five that haven't come to fruition yet. Like with the expandable, <laughs> the expandable storage. You can't expand storage right now. For but the you SSDs. have a slot, but you can't use it. Right. Right. You can't use it yet. Not until the summer. Um, I mean, I'm sure somewhere along the line they have to figure out a way to fix this. Because, you know, Microsoft is just destroying them in cross-platform, like cross-platform play of their mm -hmm. own. Like, you can play, you can play original Xbox games on an Xbox Series X, mm. like flawlessly. You can't do that with a PlayStation Five. You can't play PS3 games on a PlayStation Five. Nope. 
and you know Microsoft's figured out a way to be able to carry game saves over from Xbox 360 to Xbox One to Xbox Series X without it being a big deal like this. Um, I. <laughs> I'm I, I'm I'm at a loss for words. To and me, it, that's a whole bunch of nonsense that you even have to go through that right now. It but, doesn't yeah. even make so. Oh my gosh! So you gotta, oh, wow, wow, Sony, come on, <laughs> come on. That can't be that hard. But maybe there's something we don't know. Remember how I used to gripe about the app, and they updated it and it was a big deal they didn't update the app they made it pretty it's still horrible <laughs> the website's still horrible so you know luckily i haven't had to do a lot with it but yeah it's still horrible i don't know what sony's doing i, I mean, think they I, rushed I, I still love their games i mean i still love playstation yeah. you just play the games fine but all this 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 other stuff they're horrible at it I think that they rushed. I mean, to me, they just rushed the tried to rush the system out as soon as. But I mean, you can see it—the design of the system. It's it's ugly. <laughs> it's disgusting. Like I, it's, I don't want to buy one. Like for me, a, because it looks. I don't have a place to put it. It's a small you know? car that you're trying to shove on a shelf. <laughs> like, and dude, why is it so big? I still haven't gotten an answer to that question. Seriously, why is that thing so big? When they revealed the Xbox, man, all you heard was people like dogging it, like, man, that is ugly. That thing looks huge. Right. And then the same people that were dogging the Xbox on the PlayStation, when they revealed the PlayStation, you're like, oh, man, this looks awesome. This is the future. Oh, but, no. But, like, I've got both. And if you put them side by side, man, like, dude, this Xbox Series X, it's, I mean, it sits up horizontally. It's not as big as it looks in the pictures. It's actually really small. But if you right. put these two things side by side, the PlayStation's double the size of this thing. Oh, like there, there's just nothing. There's nothing you can do with it. Like this, I could sit it on. I've got it sitting on a table, sitting right next to me, and you know, I can reach over, turn on if I want to, or whatever. But my PlayStation Five is not going to. I mean, I guess it could sit up <laughs> like a rocket ship about to take off or something. I've seen so many, so many funny videos about that five people trying to figure out where to put it <laughs> it's huge man and inevitably i see so many people just end up leaving it on the floor which is actually where you don't want a piece of electronic equipment like yeah. that but some people that's the only place they can put it is just leave it on the floor i i yeah i mean like uh it's in the, it's in the entertainment center up in the kids playroom upstairs and it takes the whole bottom rack of the entertainment center like it you shoved a hole in the wall too. <laughs> that is I, crazy. Like sitting up there. I mean, sitting up, there's no place to put it. There's nothing big enough to like hold it. <laughs> <laughs> put it on the floor, man. Put it on the floor. <laughs> that is insane. I don't know. Like I said, I mean, you know, I, I love, I do love PlayStation. I love their games. Yeah. I love uh, uh, the PlayStation Plus. Every month, I'm always getting notified. Hey, grab these new games. You know, new is my favorite price. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they're they're I they're they're the way they set things up, and like you said about the transition, that's that that makes no sense. It's out of control. Yeah, out of like control. even no them. 
being like all against crossplay and stuff. It's like, well, that makes no sense either. Because when when the, all this crossplay stuff started happening, they basically came out and said that it wasn't possible for them to do crossplay on their platform. <laughs> right. And then you got a bunch of people that that you know are technically sound, you know, in it, and they get on like Twitter and stuff, and they're like, well, that's not exactly true because you know X Y Z. And then Sony had to backtrack on it. And they're a huge company. That's the funny part to me is like, you're huge. You should be able to do this stuff without a problem. It's almost like they're arrogant about it. They're just like, well, you're, you're going right. to buy this. And you're going to like it. I think you're right. I think that's a lot of what it is. Where like Microsoft's more consumer friendly. You know, that's, that's crazy for us to say that Microsoft is actually more <laughs> consumer friendly in something. Like 10 years ago, I don't know if I would, you know. Right. But Microsoft as a company is very consumer friendly now. But it's just crazy to think that we're sitting here saying, well, Microsoft's more consumer consumer friendly than what the Sony PlayStation's offering us right now. <laughs> I like how what Microsoft did was they got a lot of flag for a lot of years and they shut their mouths. They were like, All right, let's chill. Yeah. <laughs> let's just shrink back. Let's see what people want. And we'll give them that. And they did. And look at Xbox, and I, I say that because if you, you know how people just say things as a nomenclature, you know what a nomenclature is, right? It's, it's kind of just like the, the average thing to say. So for like, oh, yeah. when people talk about, oh, my kid's just been sitting at home playing video games all day, people will say, well, I can't get my kid off the Xbox, even if the kid doesn't own an Xbox. But the nomenclature is, Xbox is a nomenclature for video games so that shows you what a good job microsoft has done with xbox because if you say to anybody my kid just sits around and play xbox all day people automatically know you mean they're playing video games yeah yeah and it could even be playstation or whatever it's just like the iphone kudos to apple because all you got to say is my kid spends all their time on their iphone people know what you mean even if your kid doesn't have an iPhone because iPhone became the nomenclature for cell phone. <laughs> so, yep. so yeah, kudos to Microsoft and how they did that with Xbox. Cause it is, it's, it just rolls off the tongue, <laughs> but let's go ahead and take a break real quick and come right back. Voluntary Input is brought to you by Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it. Go to anchor.fm slash start to join a diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. But, you know, you know who my favorite people are. And I got to talk about them every week. My stadia. <laughs> and Lenovo did this. And a lot of people made fun of them. Because Lenovo becomes the first PC company to announce a gaming collaboration with Stadia Pro. So basically, if you buy one of these, uh, one of their new gaming laptops, you get... Three free months of Stadia Pro. Nice. Which is awesome. I don't care who you are. Now, a lot of people made fun of them for this because they're like, well, Lenovo obviously doesn't understand how this works. Blah, blah, blah. 
And somebody even said, well, they're being the next McAfee. But I pointed out, unlike McAfee, which I absolutely hated their antivirus crap, at least with Stadia, you're not downloading and installing some big bloated, useless garbage app that's eventually going to start telling you your subscription ran out and then start slowing your system down. Oh my gosh, dude, I used to absolutely (laughs) cringe. So, (laughs) at least with this, you get three free months of some cloud gaming. And again, you know me, I'd love me some Stadia. They got great games. There's tons of games on Stadia. And guess what? If you don't like it, you just stop. You don't have to play it. You can you don't play have to whatever play on there. Exactly. Your computer's not going to slow down. They're not going to pressure you to, you better upload, you better upgrade and pay the fee. Otherwise, you're going to get all this bad stuff happen to you. It just ends. And as a, uh, what's the thing people like to call you now? Fanboy is dead. You know that? Now you're a stan. So I guess I'm a Google uh, Stadia stan. <laughs> I got to remind people, you can play Stadia games for free. You don't have to do pro. But I'm telling you, you want pro. <laughs> it's, it's only $10 a month. <laughs> people uh, are going to start throwing their Lenovo's in the trash now. Why? <laughs> the... the, the the person that you know or whatever that threw their stadia controller in the trash oh oh my gosh yeah that (laughs) yeah she's gone i don't i can't even see anything she does anymore oh well but yeah (laughs) so yeah three free months and then after that and i like i said the people who poo poo that i don't see why because the way i see it they could have offered three free months of um x cloud or or luna because you know me i'm just sold on cloud gaming it could have been anybody it could have been any cloud gaming service and i think that's a good deal buy you a new uh lenovo gaming laptop and get three free months of cloud gaming yeah what's so wrong and there's no harm no foul if you don't like it it's just cloud cloud stuff nothing's being installed on your machine nothing at all it ain't gonna slow down at all and then so I follow uh, the Stadia Discord. Well, I'm part of their uh, Discord server, and they dropped a bomb. Resident Evil. Do <laughs> Resident Evil is my stuff. I tell you what. Now this is the um, Resident Evil Village. Um, and if you pre-order this, which I did. You get the premier edition where you get a, a Chromecast Ultra and a controller, which I will, which brings my total count to two Ultras and three controllers now, by the way. But uh, <laughs> Resident Evil, dude, I, lo- I love this game. This People line. are hyped about this one. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. on. It's dropping everywhere. It's dropping on PS5, Xbox, X, Series X, and S. And so for it to hit Stadia 2 at the same time as those heavy hitters, it's big. They should give you like a, it should be like a custom controller for it or something. That would be cool. Like if it was like. They have that wasabi controller. 
I think it would go good with it. The green one. Yeah, yeah, I, I like. Yeah, I like that. That was the color that I did actually like. It's got the green control sticks, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I see that one. It's cool. It's beautiful. And I learned. I didn't know this, but I found out because someone else was talking to uh, someone who actually works for Stadia. There's a clear controller. And I saw a picture and it's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I would love but you can't get those. It's uh it's a thing. <laughs> it's a long story. But I man, You have to be special to get it. To, basically you had to work on the team. You had to be part of Stadia. So they all got these clear controllers. I'm I'm gonna try to track somebody down that's willing to sell me one just so I can have it. Get make an NFT of it. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. <laughs> but uh I hope um my real hope with Resident Evil is that they can get the entire library on Stadia because still my favorite Resident Evil is the first one. And the director's cut version of it for the PlayStation. Yeah, man, I love that game. That was the that was one of the first games where, in a long time, I was like, man, when I get home from work, I'm playing more Resident Evil. I spent, I think I put like 36 hours in on that game, kind of like straight. You know what I mean? Like, I'd play, go to work, come home, and start playing until I finished it. <laughs> yeah, man. That game was, and but I hated the movies. The movies are horrible. That's another conversation. <laughs> they yeah. remade that game. They remastered it. I think yeah. they like made it. Yeah, they made a newer version. I haven't, dude. I haven't played those games in forever. I think the last one I played was four, which I didn't finish. And I think I played a little bit of five. You know, they were good. I just didn't sink you know ridiculous amount of time into them. Three was the last one I actually walked completely through and finished. Mm. Yeah, but. The thing about Resident Evil for me was at the time when it dropped on the first PlayStation, I was like, this is like a PC console game, you know, a PC game on oh, yeah. a console. Because before it wasn't really possible, it didn't seem. But man, it was awesome. It, it was 3D. It was like a, a horror game, you know. It was like it was actually, I think it was like the first of its kind, you know. It had a good storyline, which is yeah. why I hated the movies because the movies completely completely detracted from the storyline of the game <laughs> like oh my gosh you guys you had a perfect script and everything and you just went off of it but anyway but yeah i was excited man when i saw that i was like yes stadia dropped a bomb love it <clears throat> and then you shared this with me poor cyberpunk <laughs> yeah just uh your digital downloads plummet. But 500,000, is that a bad thing? Apparently so. For that game, I guess. You know, I... So, and I may sound, you know, completely out of touch with this, but, I, you know, I didn't really start hearing much about this game. And, I mean, I follow games a lot. And I didn't really start hearing a lot about this until, like, the last year or so. Um, but... You know, I, I'm, I'm. There were a lot of people that were really, really hyped for this game. Oh and yeah. I, you know, and maybe I'm just not at the right places or reading the right stories, but I never understood where all the hype was coming from. But you know, it's uh especially 
people tend to like overhype a lot of things with games nowadays without actually seeing the full thing. But I guess it's, I mean, from what, what all this sounds like, it sounds like that the studio like basically created fake hype and didn't deliver on a bunch of stuff. So here we are with this game that isn't what was promised. And now people are mad. And Well, it was in development for a long time. It's like 10 years. Yeah. I, I, I heard 14. And for it to drop and then not play correctly on consoles of all things, that was disastrous. <laughs> but it was it was the perfect storm for Stadia because guess what? Yeah, it ran perfect on Stadia. <laughs> <laughs> ran perfect. Ran absolutely perfect. And I played it and loved it. But then you had people, like I said, the hardcore gamers, they start nitpicking. They're like, well, in Stadia, there's no ray tracing and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, uh, I honestly don't even notice that stuff. <laughs> because I just love a good game. And it's a good game. Um. So this chart here is it shows how games because games do they drop off when they first launch, especially something that's hyped up like this. Yeah, they they boom. But then there's a an expected gradual drop off, but Cyberpunk just plummeted. Man, look at that. Compared to everybody else. I mean, especially Call of Duty. Call of Duty, man, they're just I, I don't I don't think that game, that franchise will ever fail. I don't see how they can at this point, but uh, but you you look at Cyberpunk twenty seven seventy seven compared to that man, that's disastrous. But this guy that was talking was like, well, you know, the hope is that when they start when they fix everything that's wrong on the physical copies, this should start going back up, and they have an opportunity to hype that up, but sell it at like $20. I'll buy it right then and there. <laughs> but uh you said it once before about how fickle gamers are. Are they going to come back? That's going to be uh, the that's going to be the challenge cuz a lot of people, I mean, there were people tweeting those uh those memes of like 8-bit graphics and they're like, "I just got the new Cyberpunk 2077 <laughs> and I'm pretty disappointed." You know. So well, those people who felt incredibly burned. I mean, it's a $50 game. Are they going to come back? Probably not. Like, so this is an example. My my buddy, you know, that I play games with a lot, you know, mm -hmm. I talk with him throughout the day on Discord and stuff. And I was like, you know, maybe we should give, you know, Fallout 76 a, a shot. And that's one of those games that released in a like incredibly broken state. Yeah. And since then, is you know they've actually made it a good game and that's you know it's it's what that was like two years ago that this game released and i was like hey man i heard that they this game's actually really really fun to play and he's like i'm not playing it i'm like well it's <laughs> I heard it's pretty good he's like nope he's no. like i'm not playing any more games that people release and are broken he's like i don't care if they fix it or not i'm not playing it and i'm like okay and how long did it take that one to develop I mean, I'm sure it took it. So Fallout 4 came out in what? I think it was 2013, maybe. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and I, I think they used pretty close to the same engine. 
So, you know, it's not like they're building an engine from scratch, but what, that came out in 2018, so five years, maybe? So them, I would, I could understand. Yeah. But 14 years? 14 years. That's what people were like, man, you had way too much time to release a game that's as buggy as this. So... <laughs> I, don't know, man. I don't see it. I, I, I it, it, you know, I'd love to see how that develops because, yeah, I, I don't think a lot of people will go back. I think you're gonna see when they re-release it, you're gonna see a lot of jokes <laughs> more than anything. But I don't know. It's a hard call. I'd hate to be in that position though, because the guy that wrote that article, he was like, they can't sell it as a re-release they need to sell it as a uh, clever upgrade package or something yeah so i don't know glad i'm not in that spot uh and then nvidia geforce now they doubled their price of their service but to me this only makes sense i don't think this is a big deal i mean because you could you could get geforce now for 4.99 a month so now it's that's, nine nine ninety nine. I think that's, that's not a lot of money. No, not at all. So nine ninety nine. That's like industry standard now. Plus they yeah. they still offer year packages. A lot of uh, does uh, Xbox let you pay by the year? Oh, there's a big thing about this. They so I think you can either pay sixty dollars for a year, or pay monthly at like twelve twelve dollars a month or something like that. But they tried to change it, and I think people freaked out about it. Right. And they basically came. This is another reason Microsoft's consumer friendly. They basically came out and said, we made a mistake. You know, right. we're not going to do it because people freaked out. And they they came out at the big press conference and says, yep, we made a mistake. We were wrong. You know, we hear what you guys are saying. We're going to the prices are going to stay the same. They're not going to change. Right. Because um, I think for PlayStation Plus, I think it's 67. I can't remember now. I just pay it. And it's like, OK, whatever. It's similar. I think they're the, they're about the same. Yeah. yeah, there's nothing really different. I just let it go, let it go. Um, then there was the dual screen support for the X Cloud on these Android devices. Get your duo, man. <laughs> I don't think this is gonna help That's those duo sales. It. <laughs> it's not gonna do it. Um, but there's other dual screen. You know, Android devices. Yeah, I'm like I said, I'm just not into them. Dual screen, folding screens. Nah. I think what they're saying is, is that they're adding support to where the top screen would actually be the screen, and like the bottom screen would be like a controller. Right. So it'd be it'd be almost like a Nintendo DS or something. Which I mean, it's a, I guess it's an alright idea, but he's really going to use touch screen to play those type of games, anyways. Yeah. I told you, I don't, I really, when I play my Stadia games, I prefer it with the joystick. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just not a big, uh, what do they call them? The on-screen controllers, what the virtual controllers. I'm, I'm just not big on that. Nah, I don't like it either. I like a physical controller. Yeah. That's me though. <laughs> Speaking of, I heard that on online, they're teasing that xCloud may come out for ios like within the week oh yeah i saw that too uh yeah. the browser supported version yep pump man i i keep saying it you know as much as i love stadia i think uh microsoft is the one to watch 
they're the ones that keep an eye on. They're going to drive this. Uh, they're going to drive the cloud gaming standard. Yeah, they've got the resources to do it. So you yeah, know, I think they're going to be the ones to do it. I got the invite to do Luna. Um, I'm going to let it expire because you got 30 days to go ahead and jump in. But uh, it's not really a ding against them. I mean, I know somebody that plays them all the, you know, plays a Luna all the time. He's like, it's great. I mean, you got to buy the controller. You got to immediately subscribe to Luna. And you also, to get the best experience, you have to have an Ubisoft Plus account. And if you don't, you got to sign up for that. And I'm like, uh, the the entry, you know, entering into that is a bit much. And I'm already in the Stadiaverse, which yeah. it's a lot easier, so... I don't know. I just don't want to, you know, I, I have a hard enough time playing as much as I want to. I ain't going to jump on another service now when yeah. I can't even really play the one I got as much as I want to. So That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> That's enough. I don't spread myself too thin. <laughs> hey, speaking of awesome controllers, you need some socks? <laughs> it's just yeah. some Apple yeah. VR socks. Right. <laughs> $200 socks, man. Well, yeah, then there's that because <laughs> they're from Apple. But, you know, on the flip side of this, I don't think this is as, as goofy as it sounds to have some, uh, uh, what do they call it, heptic socks? Yeah. Because you remember Ready Player One, that movie? And oh, like yeah, I love that movie. Yeah. And they got all that stuff on. This is this is the start of it right here. <laughs> that that's so like that's all so this has always been my thing with vr mm-hmm. it's like you know vr is supposed to replicate being in a different reality but how how are you supposed to replicate walking or you know rather than putting right. like holding on like a control stick or something and this is always been, and feeling yeah 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 if they can i mean if they can figure this out i think in there's also the there's also the thing of having enough space to do everything that you're trying to do. Like my my Oculus controllers are broke now because oh. balls and <laughs> hitting stuff. <laughs> I mean they still they still work, but they're broke. Oh man. Uh, but you know I think the things the big the three the three biggest things with VR is space mm-hmm. cords, which mm-hmm. Oculus fixed. Oculus has got it right, man. I. They they got it right with the cordless stuff, right? And uh, you know, being able to actually walk—that's the other. That's the other thing. And then with this, it's feeling because you can feel heat, cold, and vibration. Apparently, yep. At least it's a patent, so we don't know if it'll ever come out. But if they do this with socks, then the next step would be gloves. Yeah. And then shirts. Pants? Could you imagine that? <laughs> oh man, that'd be awesome. Yeah. You just be covered in VR responsive clothing and apparel. Be pretty cool stuff. <laughs> that would actually be. But like you said, from Apple, some socks, yeah, it'd be about five hundred dollars. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I think it's a it's a cool idea. All right. We touched on it a little bit at the beginning. And here it is. It finally happened. Jack Dorsey sold his first tweet as an NFT. $2.9 million. 
for a tweet. Which I feel like this has calmed down a little bit from what it was last week. It was like last week it was the thing that everybody was talking about, but I haven't heard about as much as the NFT stuff this week. Because nobody knows <laughs> nobody understands it. So they're like, I'm just not gonna talk about it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and the people who do understand it, I feel like they're lying. <laughs> I don't know. I I just I don't know. And it was sold to one person. Uh Sina Astave. So this is the NFT stuff is the Ethereum. Right. The, yeah. I and this is a, a side note of the NFT, but I've heard that there's a lot of talk about the Ethereum like what's the word I'm looking for here? software or what it's based off of they could really push it higher not the actual not the actual currency right but the software that you know that basically powers the currency then powers these nft you know that is behind the nfts and the blockchain blockchains um bitcoin ethereum's base i think ethereum's basically its own blockchain mm, okay so it well it, it's called something different it's not called it's not called Ethereum. It's called something different. I would have to look it up and see what it was. It's Ethereum something. Okay. Um, but Ethereum's the currency, but the actual Ethereum's blockchain is called something completely different. Blockchain is specific to Bitcoin. Mm. But they do two different things. And from what I've been reading is that Ethereum actually has much more potential to go higher in Bitcoin based off of these things. And especially, I guess they're supposed to release Ethereum 2.0 this summer with a bunch of upgraded features that could potentially push this to be. What are the features? I don't know. We could look it up and talk about it next week. <laughs> okay. Cause again, like I said, it, it's still, it's so confusing to me. I don't, I don't even claim to try to, I mean, I try to understand it, but I still don't. I don't. Man, that's that's why I'm going all in on this, man. Because it's like <laughs> stuff like stuff like this anymore is. I've I've missed out a couple times on mm -hmm. not understanding something when and missing out, and then as soon as I don't, it just blows up. I'm not missing out this time. <laughs> I got you. Now, <laughs> here's the cool thing about this, though. Uh, Jack said that all the proceeds from his NFT sale would be converted to Bitcoin and donated to give directly an organization helping those living in poverty in Africa. So he's going to take all that he made off of this and donate it. So that's awesome. Because I mean, he's Jack Dorsey. He doesn't need 2.9. He doesn't. No. <laughs> he should give me, should give more than 2.9 million, man. Well, I mean, Hey, Hey, 30 million. Hey, he's given what he makes off of something that's a little silly at the moment. Let's be honest. He's made some silly money, so he's like, well, I'm not even going to keep it. Well, at least he's doing that. Yeah, yeah. You got, I saw something in the news this week that said Kylie Jenner's makeup artist got in, got in an, an accident. And I guess she posted like a, uh, what do they call it? A GoFundMe. She mm -hmm. made a GoFundMe to help raise $60,000. To pay for the surgeries that her makeup artist is going to have, even though she's a billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> and I bet she raised it in about five minutes. Oh, I'm sure she did. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, people are just going 
going nuts about it on the internet, which I, I mean, I kind of agree. It's like, man, you know, that's kind of a slap in the face to people creating a GoFundMe for something that, you know, for the rest of us is probably like 60 bucks. Well, America can only blame itself because America loves gossip and celebrity. So the celebrities give them what they want. Yep. They give them these sob stories and I'm quite sure they raised that money. Oh, I'm sure they did. Yeah. Probably way and, past it. And then now people are criticizing them for it. It was like, well, Hey, you, you, you made them what they are. You know, you made these people who they are and they're going to capitalize on the celebrity that you gave them. So <laughs> good job. <laughs> good job, America. Uh, now, let's get back on track. <laughs> Speaking of that, the same person that bought that also was buying Elon Musk's tweet for $1.1 million. His NFT. I've, I saw this, but this is basically just like, this, this was like some random picture he just like made up or something, isn't it? No, it's a song. So you don't oh, Elon oh, Musk. Oh, okay, it's an actual song. <laughs> he makes music. He he made he's made some songs before. <laughs> so he's selling. He he has sold. I should say this NFT for one point one million dollars. Let's take a listen. <laughs> All right, and that's enough of that. So, <laughs> madness, man. <laughs> um, but then what was funny about this? So he then said he came back and was like, "Actually, doesn't feel quite right selling this. I'll pass." So he withdrew the sale. <laughs> oh, thanks, Elon. Uh, look, I. I don't know. Elon Musk is fascinating to me. I can't stop. I, you know, people are like, he's a madman. He's insane. He's weird. I'm like, yeah. And I think that's kind of why I, I, I love, that's yeah, why I I love the guy because he is a weirdo. And then people hate him. Like there's people out right. there that hate him because they say he's an uber capitalist or something. It's like, hey, well, come on, welcome man. to America. That is <laughs> at least look. Yeah, he's an uber capitalist, but look what he wants to do. He's trying to do stuff oh, yeah, with all yeah. this money he's got. So, well, the 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 thing with me is is the fact that the same the same people that say that are the people that probably have an iPhone and you know all this oh, other yeah. stuff. That's like just the <laughs> well, it's just like remember. Do you remember Occupy Washington? Wa Occupy yeah. Wall Street. I mean, yeah, and the whole Occupy movement. And the hypocrisy there was a lot of them were showing up with their Eddie Bauer tents and their bottled waters and their iPhones. Like, wait a second. <laughs> 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 yeah, that didn't look good either. Yeah. And so this, <laughs> this, this is the NFT sale you were talking about, which ironically is the, uh, the reason for the title of today's show. John Cleese 
selling the Brooklyn Bridge as an NFT. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not even the real Brooklyn Bridge. Oh, my God. It's a drawing that he made on his iPad of the Brooklyn Bridge. Let's listen. I'm not going to tell you my name because all you need to know about me is that I'm a young, unknown digital artist or a collective of artists. Now, you and me, we get it. Our parents they laugh at non-refundable tokens and cryptic currencies. Cryptic currencies. All they say is the world ending. No, hardly. This is a cultural moment. A bridge from the past to the future. And a bridge is about trust, as in the saying, if you believe that, I've got a bridge to sell you. Exactly. When you believe someone, you see, you trust them, and then you buy a bridge from them. It's that simple. So today, <laughs> I've got a bridge to sell you, the Brooklyn Bridge <laughs> NFT, and I will now sign it. <laughs> the auction is live now. Look at the, the <laughs> bidding starts on $100, or you can buy it now for 69 <laughs> That is mad, man. $69,346,250,000 and 50 cents. Something like that. Someone, someone buy it? <laughs> well, I think he got a bid for the last I saw, I think it was like $27,000. Still. Still. <laughs> The point is, (laughs) John Cleese selling the Brooklyn Bridge. Uh, Let me see here. Uh, Yeah, 27,000 so far. Good Lord. (laughs) And like he said in that article, the world has gone terribly, terribly insane. (laughs) But hey... Like you said, uh, you don't understand it, so you better get in on it so you yeah. can start making money off of it now because otherwise you you may lose the opportunity. What doesn't make sense seems to be right anymore. I don't know. I don't it's, get it. so. Dude, you are so right because I'm like, I, I keep saying I've aged out of tech. Maybe it's not. Yeah, I just don't understand it. I don't. I, no sense. No sense whatsoever. Um, then there's this about audacity. Audacity, which I use all the time, I love Audacity, just got updated to version 3. Now, there really isn't a lot to this update because if anybody understands Audacity, it's open source, blah, blah, blah. To me, what was really interesting about this, and I didn't realize, did you know that Audacity has been around for 20 years? I, When I looked at this, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't even know what Audacity was until you posted this earlier. Oh, really? Oh, I use this all the time. Dude, I don't only use it for this podcast. You can use it for music and everything. And it's Yeah, I mean, I started, yeah. (laughs) It's something I'd definitely be interested in, and I had no idea that it even existed. Oh, wow. I thought sure you did, dude. This Audacity is the bomb, and it has, especially its effects libraries, and you can get plugins for it. Mm-hmm. And again, free. <laughs> I didn't even need to buy that $300 recording studio for music. It looks like, I mean, it looks like it does the same thing and maybe even simpler, actually. Yeah. Well, uh, you got that pre Sonos, didn't you? Yeah. 
Well, I wouldn't put it in that category. Yeah. No, I wouldn't put it there. Because, yeah, Presonus does a lot of stuff. Plus, I love them now, and I don't want to hate and make them mad. Um, <laughs> Very but, complicated stuff. Yeah, yeah, but that's more of a, um, what they call them, DAW. This is more of just like straightforward forward recording and editing. Like, mm. But you can do a lot of those things that the Presona Studio does, but it's going to take you a lot more legwork. Yeah. But like I said, it got updated. But what really interested me about this story was I didn't realize this was 20 years old, which makes me feel even older once again. <laughs> 20 years old. Wow. That's crazy. Open source. Almost the beginning of the internet. Well, Literally. Yeah. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah, we're getting old, man. We're getting old. All right. <clears throat> I think that was, that was pretty much it. I mean, we could talk about, um, uh, well, I saw this and I was like, what? My wife was like, of course, AJ Green left us, man. Yep. But it's time. I think. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. I, I hate, I hated that, but he just hasn't been the same the past few years. And, you know, he's going to, to re-sign him, it was going to cost us like $20 million, I think, a year. So, yeah. He wasn't coming back to the Bengals. Everybody it, knew it, that. It kind of makes you wonder about the whole injury thing. Every time this happens with a player, especially with the Bengals, like they get hurt. And then, like you said, they come back, they don't seem the same. And then the next thing you know, they leave. Because he came back. And he would play, but it was like, is this toe really still bothering him or whatever it was? Mm. And then they leave and they shine. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. I the, the past two years, there's been a couple eyebrow-raising injuries where especially really gets hurt like the first day of training camp, and then they're very cryptic about his injuries. Yeah. Exactly. And then he doesn't end up playing for the whole year. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they, at first they were like, yeah, he's probably going to be sidelined four to six weeks. And that four to six weeks turns into the whole entire year. An entire season. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think this year he got hurt in training camp, but it was basically, well, he's hurt for training camp. He's not going to play to the first game of the season. He's not He's not going to be doing any participate in training camp, which is like, okay, as long as he plays. But, you know. What, what was his injury that caused him not to be able to, you know, play in training camp? But I don't, I don't know. know. It, it, and like I said, especially when it comes to the Bengals, it always seems a little suspicious to me. Yeah. And then the thing is, is AJ Green's a good guy. Yeah. And, you know, he's not the type of person that's going to say something bad in front of the media for them to get a hold of because he's, I mean, AJ Green's legit, you know, a really good person. And I mean, he 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 probably didn't want all the Bengals fans to turn on him either, you know. Right, right. Whereas like Carlos Dunlap handled it the whole the other side of the spectrum on that. <laughs> <laughs> he was a total flip flop of it all, right? Yeah. Yeah, and Geno Atkins is the same way. You know, Geno Atkins didn't really say anything last year, even right. though he wasn't playing and you know, now he's gone too. I don't know. 
What are we gonna do, man? I think we'll be all right. I, I, I think that we got to give. So, I, I didn't necessarily, you know, I think that I was kind of torn by the whole Marvin Lewis leaving thing because I knew that Marvin Lewis, he had his chance. Man, he had more than he had more than enough chances. Right. I mean, he, he had almost twenty years. Twenty worth of years. Chances. Yeah. <laughs> and uh you know but i knew that marvin lewis leaving was going to be that this team was going to have a drop off you know like he there i think that marvin did a lot to keep players engaged and to get people that wanted to play for him mm-hmm. and i wasn't so sure that zach taylor was going to be that person um i'm still not sure if he's that person i still don't uh, feel like zach taylor is the coach i don't i don't think that he is <laughs> But I think that we have to give him this year because whether you like it or not, he's actually done things that Marvin Lewis wasn't able to get management to do. Because now they're spending money in free agency. But and I, I got a, I got a whole different perspective on that too because I don't think that spending a lot of money in free agency is a good idea. But yeah, people we complain about, about it every week. single yeah. year. Yeah, people complain about the Bengals being cheap every single year. But if you look at the rest of the NFL. And you look at these teams that go sign these big name players on these big contracts, it ruins their team. <laughs> <laughs> you pay like one of the biggest examples. Um, what was the guy? Uh, the Albert Hainsworth thing when the Redskins signed him for just a ridiculous contract. It was like an $80 million contract. Right, right. They paid this guy. It, I mean, he was a good football player. But they couldn't spend any money on the rest of their team because you go out and you make this big splash. You blew and give this guy this your entire contract. budget. Yeah. You you don't want to. I mean, to me, to me, I never understood people complaining about that. If you want to pour money into stuff, pour money into getting people scouts or something. Right. For right. The draft. You yeah. Know, pour money exactly. Like I, I never understood the whole free agency thing. Uh, but spend the money on the talent to find the talent. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I think what happens with the free agency thing is people get fixated on a few players that they like, and they're like, we need that guy. And he's in free agency right now. Get him. We need to get him. All right, that's one player. Yeah. And now we've blown our cap on one player. Look at at the free agents we got last year. They all ended up hurt. Yeah. We we, we poured – we spent, I think, $40 on that DJ Reader guy who played Mm. two games – there was the guy from Minnesota, the cornerback, Trey Waynes, that we spent a good chunk of change on, too. It was like 15 or $20 million. It was a $20 million contract or something like that. He played like two or three games. Mm, and, mm, um, mm. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, but, I mean, they, but they've done, they've done what people are complaining about, you know, complained about. They've went and spent money on free agency, and people still want to complain about it. You know, I know that this year we didn't get – we didn't get the guy from New England, the the guard that they want, or you know, everybody who's freaking out about. Right. But he signed he signed a fifty million dollar contract with Kansas City. So I mean, there's fifty million dollars that you could spend somewhere else, um, or you know, you're going to lose out on for other positions, and we're just going to have holes in other positions then. You know, and then people would complain about those other positions. Then people are going to well, why don't they get somebody for well because. You said to, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully, 
I, I, I'm hoping what they do is is now that they fill those positions that they'll actually use the draft to to draft some offensive linemen. Right. I mean, and try to try to hit a home run with some of these guys. Like if it's supposed to be one of the deepest drafts with offensive linemen ever. We so, need them. You know, yeah. You know. Bad. You you sign a cut, you get a, a couple guys through the draft and pay them rookie contracts, and they end up good or above average. There you go. It's great. Yep. Couldn't agree more because our offensive line is anemic to say the least. And we got we got a we we signed an offensive tackle in free agency. So there you go. There's there's another guy. I think was he a tackler or was he a guard? I can't remember. I don't know. Yeah. But he's he's actually he's good. But he's also been in the NFL for ten years. So you know who knows what can happen to him. He could get hurt. Uh, First day of training camp. <laughs> that can happen with anybody though yeah, yeah yeah but in some great Cincinnati news though I finally got to see this the, the uh oh man yeah FC Stadium light up dude that is awesome that's uh now people made fun of him for this music though <laughs> Man, that's a, that's an awesome light show, though. That's a one of a kind stadium. That's something that I feel like we should be proud of. That uh, absolutely. Oh yeah, that was, song is horrible. Was privately funded, by the way. Exactly. Um. And if you live in Hamilton County, that's a very important point that you just made—the <laughs> privately funded part. It can be done. <laughs> it, can it can be, be done. done. Look at that, man. It's got like, oh, yeah. That's awesome. I'll go as far as to say I've never seen a soccer stadium in the United States that nice. Well, that's what, when I saw this on the news, there were people saying that. Like other soccer, you know, coaches and whatnot. They were like, I've never seen anything like this around here. It's nice, yeah. People are saying it looks like something from Europe, you know. Good job, FC Cincinnati. Now get... A good team. Well, yeah. It's a whole other story. But. What's their coaching situation like? Because remember the one guy left, and then they got an interim guy who really wasn't a coach. And I don't there know. was something. So what was it? There. So they care when they came into the MLS. They came over with the guy that had coached them for years in the USL, who's actually a good coach for them in the USL. You know, won a lot of games. Mm-hmm. But then they didn't like. They didn't like the direction he was going with the team, and I think a lot of the players were didn't like his coaching style. So they got rid of him and then brought in an interim head coach. I think his mm-hmm. name was like, yo, Johan something. I think he's from France, but you know, so the next off season they spent trying to find the right coach. So they hired this guy from the, the Netherlands, I think. Right. And he, uh, he coached like, I think he coached like the second half of that season. And then he coached like I don't I don't even think he had started the season and it came out in the news that he said something like racist or something. Yeah, I remember that. Or not, yeah. Well I, I it think, was it was questionable. It, it, yeah. So I don't think they I think that he was singing words to a song and said it. That's what it was, what it was yeah. yeah. And they were like, yeah. Well, he does it all the time in the locker room too, so Yeah. Because players yeah. were like, Well, he's always done that and it's not good. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that. they they fired him. And then they, the other guy 
was the interim head coach again, and then they found someone else. I think it was from also from the Netherlands, maybe the, to be to be their coach now. So he, I think he's on his second season right now. So, well, so the Bengals need players, and FC Cincinnati needs a coach. That's pretty much think, where we are. I think they got the so I think they got the coach that they they wanted with okay. this with this new guy. I think that he was it wasn't a what's the word I'm like like a consolidation coach or something like that. I think that he's actually a coach that they want, but now I think they have to like build the team correctly, mm-hmm. um, which they got a general manager. But I think that there's players on the team that are not happy. Maybe I think that's like, always going to happen anyway, though. Yeah, I, <laughs> you can't make everybody happy. Yeah, but I tell you, we went to one game, and that was at uh, Nipper. Man, it was a blast. So I would oh, love yeah. to go to these games in this new stadium. I can't wait. Oh, I love, I love. I've been to a couple of those games. Yeah, every game I've been to is a lot of fun. There's even fireworks shows after the games. And Absolutely. Yeah. Too bad you won't get to experience it with the full capacity in the stadium anytime soon, though. So. <sighs> Well, we'll see. Hey, I saw Lionel Richie on Jimmy Kimmel Live last night. He said he he gives it September. He's like, September, we're going to have concerts, full capacity stadiums. And, uh, but that was Lionel Richie. But he, he was just like, you know, I just hold on to hope. It's coming. It's coming. So Maybe. September awesome. would be awesome. Yeah. I'd love to be able to go to something. Me too. I think everybody would be. Yeah. All Two right. weeks, man. Two weeks to, to flatten the curve. Get your shots. That's your first one? Two weeks? <laughs> no, I'm just saying when, when they said last March, two weeks oh, to flatten the curve. Yeah. Everybody was saying it. Like, yep, two all you got to do is social distance and stay inside for two weeks, and then everything's going to be back yeah. to normal. It's just a little flu. <laughs> Whatever. Well, now we know better. All right, man. Well, <laughs> got anything else you want to touch on before we take off here? Not right now, no. All right, everybody, thanks for tuning in, and be sure to please join us every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern here on Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. And if you miss a show or you'd like to see some of our old shows where we goof off and talk about whatever, like we always do, you can always go and find us on YouTube and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Don't forget to check us out every weekend on Weekend Chill, Friday nights at 11 p.m. Eastern and Saturdays at 11 p.m. GMT. I had to work that out because... Um, that's a uh, UK time and I was stupid and I didn't know. Somebody had to <laughs> explain all that to me. <laughs> Just go over to voluntaryinput.com where you can find out more, select contact us. You can reach out to us. You can buy some merch from there. Uh, request to be a guest on the show. Uh, send us feedback, questions or comments. And again, like I said last week, explain to us how NFTs work. Any of this stuff works. <laughs> or if you have any show corrections, you know, we'd greatly appreciate it. All send right. Send us some Bitcoin. And send us some Bitcoin. Send us some Doge. Man, what's going on with Doge? It was going up the other day. I keep watching it. It's been going up a little at yeah. a time. A little at a time. We'll I would say that 10 cents would be good for the Doge. <laughs> Maybe a dollar. <laughs> if it does, the best case scenario is a dollar. Best case is a dollar. Yep. Yep. All right, we'll catch you next week and stay safe. Wear your mask and get your vaccine if you can. We'll see you, man. Later, man. All right, take care. Bye.